Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning. This is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for tuning into the show as we celebrate all things creating and, of course, share some great stories. I want to start today. Last week on Art Zany Radio, I talked about collaboration and how important that is to the creative process. And this week, I want to promote the word synergy. That's a clue to one of my guests on the show today, which I hope that you will uh, discover. I can't wait to share that with you. That's more later. But synergy, an awesome word. It's the working together of two things to produce an effect greater than the sum of their individual effects. And I love that this word sounds like energy. Who wouldn't want more energy in your life? We need energy, of course, and especially at this time of year. Just look around at the squirrels in the yard and the geese in the fields. Energy is required to function. We need energy to be the fuel for our imaginations. So how do we connect with synergy? I believe that synergy is a partnership, one entered openly and centered around a passion. Synergy happens when we exchange ideas or energy or talent with a partner or group of like-minded souls and joyfully and intentionally and enthusiastically, I probably would get in trouble if I ever submitted anything like that with that many adverbs in one row, a row but I, it, is, it is what I intended, joy, intention, enthusiasm. We pass that back and forth in an exchange of our inspirations, experiences, wisdoms, and support. And through this process, we begin to build something bigger than what we could have created on our own. And it's what keeps us showing up for practice, waking up with a skip in our step, stepping onto the stage, following our dreams, or doing what we love. Synergy might be the word that is also right for what happens when we lose track of time in our creative process and go deep into a project and ride that wave of creating as something. We've entered our practice with that key partnership in mind. We're open and we're practicing our passion. We might be sitting in our studio or at a table, but we are engaged with a something. And whatever you want to call it, whether it be imagination, spirit, muse, or something else, this is another amazing way of experiencing synergy. So synergy is, in my mind, active and is fueled by contact with like-minded souls or passions. And this is your invitation to check this out this week. Build a situation that has synergetic possibility. Take a ride and enjoy. So I think synergy also happens a lot here in the Art Zany Radio Studio, and I hope that that in, in unfolds today. And one of the quotes I ran across this week that I've been thinking about and I think is really important to what we're talking about today is from Kaylin Dion, or Dion, D-I-O-N, encouraging someone to be entirely themselves is the loudest way to love them. And I think that's what you can do when you create synergy is you help them 
bring them up to be what, you know, where they want to go, what they want to be, what they want to do. So here we go, folks. Today in the Arts Annie Radio Studio, we're going to have two events to celebrate. Fabulous segments on the show. First, Craig Moxness, a.k.a. Mrs. Moxie, is here with Ryan Foley, who is a.k.a. Mr. Moxie. And then also joining us, Pauline Jennings. She's going to be here to talk about some upcoming events at the Northfield Arts Guild. And then we're going to have a conversation that I uh, recorded a little earlier with Ethan Fryer, who is the Northfield Middle School band teacher. So he couldn't be here live, but he's going to talk about the Fryer Department, which is um, his band that are coming up at the Armory Square in Northfield. So we'll talk about all of those details. That's tonight. So you want to make sure and put that on your calendar for Friday, December 1st, 2023. And I've got another date if you missed that one. So we'll talk about that. But first, Christmas at the Rainbow Diner is where we begin. Let's get going. <laughs> Welcome to Arts Annie Radio. Yes, thanks for having us back. Yeah, I'd love for you to update us on in the it's because it's been a year since we were celebrating the holidays in Mrs. Moxie's home for the holidays. Yes. And now we're back for Christmas at the Rainbow Diner. Yes. And I'd love for you to tell us a little about the year and what's what's developed, what's changed, what's happening. Well, what's it's happening? more like what hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> isn't much. It, yeah, it just keeps going and going and faster and faster we go. So um, I think one of the biggest things is because we are on KYMN, we do have a radio show now slash podcast. I just um, learned this just a few minutes ago. Do, yeah. Tell us, tell us, tell us. Yeah. So it's um called Out in the Open with Mrs. Moxie, and it is a t- kind of a talk radio show about tough topics or things that we can learn about, but it's all about being queer and or ally, I guess you could say, in rural Minnesota and showing awareness and inclusivity in these smaller communities where we, we need it the most. And that is such an important topic for, because uh, I, I would imagine, and the great thing about radio is it can reach so many people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and now we're on Spotify and other platforms and podcasting. for podcasting and everything. So yeah, it's been, it's been a journey and very cool to see. Um, but yeah, it's every the first Monday of every month at seven PM on KYMN. Otherwise you can stream it on all stream platforms. If you missed the live broadcast, yeah, exactly. you can go back and catch it again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So exciting. Are you both involved or um <laughs> so I was actually the first special guest because Mrs. Moxie is going to really try and have a special guest most of your episodes, maybe yep. not everyone, but mm-hmm. as often as we yep. can. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've already been talking about future episodes and me possibly doing like a takeover here and there, or some co-hosting. So it is still so new and fresh. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to just kind of let it grow organically and see what happens yeah. with it. So, but what a better way to start a show than with your spouse, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I've had it can my go family. one of two ways. Yeah, I know, right. right? I've had my family yeah. in here, and they haven't been in for years. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's been a great journey with the podcast and with the radio show. And Rich Larson is just yes, awesome. Yeah. Can't think. Shout out to him. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he's been a great producer, and we had a lot of fun because the first episode just to give you a quick little synopsis it's just kind of getting to learn a little bit more about my background because I grew up in Red Wing, Minnesota which is not too far south of Northfield um, so Mrs. Moxie and I had a lot of similar experiences growing up in smaller rural communities as queer people and um, so I get to hear a little bit about my background and upbringing and all that and then we also have a session which will be a part of every episode where it's kind of like a 
Dear Abby, but Dear Mrs. Moxie, I guess. So you can write in. Yep, oh, and ask questions. Yeah. Good. And so, I think that's mm-hmm. such to a... To get the uh, community involved. Well, yes. And then you'll be able to hear what they're um, wishing or hoping or curious or where you know where they want the show yeah, to go. Exactly, so be, yeah. they can become a part of creating the show as well. Correct. Yeah. Which is another segue into the Christmas show, Christmas at the Rainbow Diner. It was such a... The holiday show last year was just a huge hit in general. It was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> um, so it kind of just took a life of its own, and I was like, well, let's go back and do it. And, yeah, we we can't wait. It's next weekend, uh, the 8th and 9th at mm-hmm. the Guild Theater. So And we're actually adding to the cast this year because last year it was Mr. and Mrs. Moxie with special guest Lexi D. Mm-hmm. We're actually adding on Lexi D will be returning as well as a drag king, Izzy yep. Stunnin'. Um, so, so we so, have someone yeah. who's a male impersonator. Yep. Yep. Well, Izzy would categorize more as like fluid, like mm-hmm. goes back and forth, yep. you know, but mm-hmm. yes. Another character to come visit and share this experience, as I understand it. There's a snowstorm. (laughs) Snowed in at the Rainbow Diner, a rundown diner. Yeah. I just wanted to ask you guys. You know, we got to turn on your mic for some reason. It's not coming through. I got. Oh, let me. That's me. Oh, over there. (laughs) That was totally (laughs) my fault. I want to. I want to ask you guys how you. Where do you get your show ideas? And is this? It's original, right? It's an original that we that I wrote. So, um. Well, I guess how it started was I was like, I don't want to keep creating a new set every show. Mm. So I figured (laughs) (laughs) it's a great way to save money and time. (laughs) Um, So it started off as that. And I'm like, okay, if every show started off in a diner and it was kind of like, do you remember like, um, I guess, what is it called? Alice. Alice's place. I talked about that just a couple weeks ago. Yes. Like Alice's place or like you watch um, Roseanne and Mel's Diner. Mel's Diner. You had um, Roseanne where she was always at the lunchbox, you know. Yes. Things like that. That was kind of like my idea. And you have revolving characters that come in and out of this diner and all the antics that happen. And what a better way than in a tiny town of in Minnesota where Mm -hmm. this takes place and it talks about, you know, the diversity and the the struggles that these two drag queens who own this diner go through on right. a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it started. I love it. Um, yeah. And it just took a life of its own of how campy and how dumb can we <laughs> make this, <laughs> but how heartfelt can we make this story about two drag queens? Well, and Izzy too, you know, you have a king and all this stuff that happens and you, the hate that you see, the, the, mm. But then you also see the perseverance of keeping that track record and trying to overcome that and mm-hmm. trying to show the community how much it's needed. So that's yeah. kind of where it started. Nice. Yeah. And, and we it, really emphasize, sorry to jump no, in you're here. Fine. We really emphasize a message of chosen family because yeah. that's something that's been a very important theme in both of our lives because, you know, your your biological families can be really great and wonderful and supportive, but not everybody always has the most supportive families mm-hmm. or they just struggle it within themselves. So it's really um, something that we try to get out there as a, a holiday message. Like, hey, yes, definitely spend time with your biological family if that's the people that you want to spend time with. But also think of their chosen family, all those people who have been friends and supporters of you over the years um, because we have been very blessed with 
so many incredible supportive friends and family as well and community um, but and community and uh, you know we've only been in northfield for two years and already we i feel like we have developed this incredible network of absolutely of <laughs> advocates and supporters and people who are just like i think i said it on our podcast episode it's not just that like oh you're here and you're doing your thing that's cool it's like you're here and we are so excited about it you know such as yourself Mm -hmm. i mean it's just it's so the welcome and the The enthusiasm has been unbelievable yeah well and yeah and that's true for everybody can you know create that family because Mm -hmm. sometimes you're far away from your family and you know with any community that you're in it's so important to have that connection and Mm -hmm. uh really exciting yeah i want to have pauline jump in because in the last year you've also had a change because now you are a part of the staff at the northfield arts guild and uh what's the title again performing arts manager performing arts you think of pam I love that. I gotta go talk to Pam. There you go. Well, and you know, this I think this might be the first time we've ever had like all these radio hosts in in the studio at one time. Because you have a show. Also, let's give a plug to your show. Musician talk. That's right. And we're going through a change because I have this job now. Before I didn't have a a full time job, Um, and I could do it every week. And I'm I'm struggling to to keep up with it. So we're kind of doing it catch as catch can. Although next year we're thinking. Of, of solidifying one Sunday a month so okay. that people yep. can count on it. Yeah, um, that's but a good we, idea. Yeah, but we haven't, Wendy and I haven't solidified that yet right now. I have a show this um, uh, this Sunday with somebody from Wild Horses who has a gig on the 9th at, um, at the Arm or at the Grand. So, and what time um, again is that on KYMN? That is at 10 o'clock on Sundays. So, so folks can tune in during Wendy's show, Wendy Nordquist's show. Um, and so, yes, I love I love this community, and I have I, I feel like with musicians and with with actors, and I'm kind of part of both groups that you have those families too, yes, and those aren't necessarily correct. families that you see all the time or s- even socialize with, but when you see them, you have this bond that's like a family bond that you trust because you trust them mm-hmm. so much after doing a gig with them or after being in a show with them. There's that trust, and then yeah. I think that's the basis of family. The basis, the, what holds it all up is trust. And yeah, yes. you can be yourselves. And in a place like that, you can yourselves, yeah. like try things and, f- you know, fumble and fail. And like, what if I did it this way? And somebody can say, mm, how about mm-hmm. we do it this way? Yeah. You know, right. like, <laughs> yep. and yeah. that's true with the guild staff, too. It's a small staff, but it, it feels like family already. I, I trust them implicitly, I feel like. And I have failed quite a few times in learning this job, right? As we all do. We all, right. It's just a learning, There's process. learning curve. Yep, and there's been so much grace with that, with all the staff. With uh, that, it's I'm very thankful and blessed. Well, we're thrilled to have you as a part of the Northfield Arts Guild, so that you can help bring those things to life. Because I think you're really good at making those connections Thank and you. you know introducing us to things that we you know maybe don't know or experience. So let's go through the calendar because coming up, the first event is Winter Walk, which uh, is actually the first one is Sunday. Oh yeah, you're right. I got my P- calendar. There you go. See, because you folks, it's December. And it's I'm December. like, what? <laughs> it is the first. Right? Okay. It's a busy month. Yeah. I know. So let's.
let's start with Sunday the 3rd, which is um, an incredible. I want you to sell this because this All is right. something people need to <laughs> You should to see know this. About. You should see this, particularly if you're in the jazz world, because uh, Patty Peterson is pretty much a, uh, she's a legend in, in Minneapolis and in Minnesota. She's part of the first family of music in Minnesota, the Petersons, particularly in the jazz world. And um, she's won the Minnesota Music Best Vocalist Award seven times. She was awarded. Uh, yeah, I know. She's in the Minnesota Music Hall of Fame. Um, she's a jazz and R&B singer, and she's presenting on the 3rd, that's Sunday, at 7 o'clock, her Christmas or holiday program called Count Your Blessings, and she's playing with... Um, I love that title, I, I have love to it say. Too. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. And that, that describes Patty. She not only is a fabulous musician, she's also... She's done, she's done jingles, Dairy Queen, Tombstone Pizza. Oh, um, funny. <laughs> I love it. She, wow. Exactly. <laughs> she's, um, and she's, she's an inspirational speaker since she had a heart attack and almost died, and, um, and she's filled with this grace and graciousness and, and gratitude that Count Your Blessings just kind of encapsulates for me mm. uh, and she's playing with Sean Turner who's a monster musician himself and composer and, and he's got music on all sorts of TV shows and he's played with Aaron Neville and M Mavis Staples I mean these are heavy Ooh. I know <laughs> these are heavy hitters and so if you have a chance to come on down to the guild we still have some tickets left so you can go online and buy your ticket um, call 507-645-8877 or come on down to the shop to get tickets yet before Sunday uh, we aren't the shop is not open on Sunday so come today or tomorrow and the show is, is Sunday night Sunday night at 7pm exactly all the 411 shows we have four this year uh, are on Sunday evenings, so I planned it that way so it wouldn't uh, um, be come up against other things in town, other music in town. I wanted it to have its own little spot. Yeah, that's so, a perfect time. So thank you. Oh, so folks. that's the first thing. And I have to say, Kyra Reverman, who is a uh, she's a 15-year-old at the Northfield High School, and if you have heard her sing, you want to come to the show just to hear her half-an-hour opening set. This is kind of her first pro gig with Kurt Johnson, who's a fabulous accompanist, and she is she's got she should be on The Voice. I mean. She has yeah. got, wow. and, and not only can she sing, she's a great presenter and actress too. Yeah. And so it's it, all these 411 concerts will have somebody from town opening for them so we can lift up these newer musicians and younger musicians. I um, can tell you, Kyra is extraordinary. Yeah, she, she was is. in Castastrophes, uh, two of them, I think. Yep, she's saying um, from. Oh my God, the cast are somewhere. somewhere. Barbara um, Yes, Barbara Streisand versus. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the audience was just like, you've got to be kidding me. This is a 15-year-old. <clears throat> so, yes, that's what's coming up first. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, okay. yeah and then so we'll switch over switch to over you're good. guys. Okay, you're good. so Winter Walk <laughs> is... Um, uh, of course, next Thursday. And what we're going to have at the Guild is our Gingerbread House competition, which is the first potentially annual, depending on how it goes, <laughs> <laughs> Gingerbread House competition. And um, and so those will be up, up in the up, up, up gallery um, uh, starting next Wednesday. So you can come and take a look at them and, and, and cast your vote for the best one. And then we also are going to have some music up at the up gallery. Um, from 5.45 to 6 is the Northfield Horn Club, and that's a group of French horns playing Christmas music. I can't, oh, how beautiful cool. is that? That and is cool. Yeah, French horns just played say well. Christmas. Are, there's, <laughs> yes, they say Christmas. And then from 7 to 7.45 is the Maple Street Rag. Doesn't that sound fun? It's a brass band of, of uh, five, five brass players. And we'll open the windows if it's not too cold so people can, on the street can hear the music too. But come on up, and we'll have some chairs set up and some... Cide, um, hot cider and sit down and listen to some music. Fabulous. And it's of course, yes. 
Sorry. No, go ahead. Did you have more? <laughs> I, was, I was going to introduce these guys. <laughs> you do it. You do All right. Go for so it. that's the seventh. And then <laughs> on the eighth and ninth, we have these fabulous fellas here sitting next to me um, doing Christmas at the Rainbow Diner. And there are some tickets left. Most more tickets on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday then Friday, but tickets, some tickets on both. And so please, again, northfieldartsguild.org, 507-645-8877, or come by the shop and get tickets to see this fabulous, <laughs> hilarious <laughs> show that I, I just know is going to make you laugh and warm your heart all at the same time. And so <laughs> I will hand it over to you guys to oh, talk thank more you. about thank this. You. But I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited. And well, thank you. Doors open at 7. Show starts at 7.30. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, the out, outside doors open at six thirty. So if you need to get tickets, you can oh. come a little early. But then the show, the, the doors to the theater open at seven, so right. you can get your seat. And yeah. you can mingle and visit yeah. and hang out. We'll have some uh, a little photo, not a booth. Yeah, so you can but take a photos with us. Where you can come take photos with us. Oh, nice. yeah. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 We'll have some things going on. We have some mm-hmm. like little stickers and pins and stuff that correlate with the show so yeah and it'll be the first time the diner set has been seen seen so yes. that'll be yeah. something fun and how do you how are you i know last year was kind of like a combo of there were some ideas but a lot of improv it was a lot of a improv. lot of improv. okay a lot of improv <laughs> <laughs> there was a script and it just went out the window <laughs> it was a guideline it was a guideline <laughs> but um then the really cool thing is um Izzy Stunnen, the other performer that we're bringing in, um, Izzy has done theater quite often, and I've dabbled in it, but Izzy has been quite into it, and Izzy has cracked the whip on us. Okay, Ryan's got something to say. So, <laughs> no, I just have to say, I'm so excited for her, for everyone to come and see Izzy, because Izzy is just an incredibly dynamic, charismatic person. Like, she is one of those people where I'm like, you could just be a stand-up comedian because she's just so sharp and witty and just... I can't wait to see what kind of flavor she adds to it because so far we've only just been doing, like, read-throughs just to kind of iron out the script, you know? Um, so, so there is a script this, this year. Oh, there is well, a script. Well, there was a script last there year. There was a script, script last, last year. It just went out the window. But then Lexi and I were like, nope, we're just going to do what we want. Yeah. Um, but this year we're really sticking with this script because there is more people involved. It's a more dynamic story. Okay. We're trying um, to be a little bit more professional this year. About I mean, last it. year we'll have a lot of fun. Like, it yes. was. But, but um, the, part, the fun thing about being a drag artist or a performing artist in general, I think even if you mess up, you can improv your way through it. Like mm-hmm. it's all about having that chemistry with the cast and your and the audience and the too. audience. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the audience is in a way part of the show because we're Snowden at the rainbow diner and we talk with audience. And that's what another thing that we like to do with these shows. Like last year, it was the same thing. The time before that, when I did the one woman show, it was very much, you know, the audience is here. Let's banter a little bit. So it's kind of all together. We're all in it. So let me ask. Last year, Mrs. Moxie was a homemaker. Yes. Getting ready for <laughs> yes. a, a, yeah. a, a little celebration. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and But now the business is open. Yes. Okay. So, so how has she grown over the last year? So she is a completely different character, actually. Um, there's It isn't Mrs. Moxie. It's just Moxie in this show. Okay. Um. The backstory of this show, and 
I don't even think we shared with you the backstory I of the show. I don't think so. I'm very excited <laughs> to hear it. I can't wait. <laughs> Sitting on the edge of my seat. Yeah, right? So the backstory of the show is, um, like we said, we're it's all about chosen family. Mm-hmm. Um, Moxie is uh, a girl that was kicked out from her home uh, because of who she was mm-hmm. as a drag performer. Um, her family didn't want to be part of her life anymore, so she ran away. And mm. she stumbled upon the Rainbow Diner, which... That's another reason why we kind of created this storyline of the Rainbow Diner, because, yes, this is a Christmas special, but now, after this show, I would love to tell the beginning story Mm, of when Moxie got to the diner. So, but it takes, it starts off with Moxie and Lexi both clashing on Christmas because Lexi is over it. Lexi's over it. Over the holidays? The holidays, over over the hate, (laughs) over everything. Ah. She's just Lexi is the owner of the diner. I don't know. She is the yes. Lexi's the owner of the diner. Lexi takes Moxie in Mm -hmm. and saves her basically from being homeless and things like that. And um, long story short, it's the dynamic of them two learning how they are chosen family and how much they really love each other and. Well, St. Nick gets snowed in at the diner, and it's how do we get Santa back out on the road? <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about the and drag queens trying to save Christmas. That's and where we, I come in, because yes. I get to play St. Nick. So, oh, But yes. it's a very cool, suave St. Nick. So, George Clooney-esque. You yeah. Because oh, <laughs> we're, we're trying to... I was like, okay, we got to make this... Like, it can't just be a regular Santa, you know? And, like, we got to add a spin to this Mm -hmm. somehow. So we were talking about what would this type of St. Nick be? And I was like, okay, think, like, kind of like Frank Sinatra-y Rat Pack, kind of, you know, that sort of very smooth. Cool cat. Yeah. A little George Clooney, I feel. Yeah. Are you wearing red or black? So it is going to be a combination of (laughs) red and black. So, yeah. There's a lot of sequins in this show. (laughs) (laughs) And glitter. We're giving Santa kind of a makeover. I think I have a hat for you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, So, yes. So that's kind of the story. And Izzy's character is the head cook at the diner and izzy is responsible for all the food and the two drag queens take care of the front half and Mm -hmm. yeah so it's all about their work environment and realizing how much the diner really means to them because yeah you get hate yeah there's been vandalism there's things that happen at this diner because people just don't want two drag queens in their community but yet Every day they go in and persevere and give the best service and make the most welcoming in this diner. And the designer, the diner has become a family of its own. So along with the show, yeah. that's what I want it to be. I want yeah, the so diner to be. heart and there's, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you could approach current issues yep. mm-hmm. and, but there's family in the end. And that's a real, that makes for a great holiday show. Yeah. I yeah. like this too, on the serious side of the pain that, that, Mrs. Moxie or Moxie would feel and Izzy, the characters in the show and yep. in mm-hmm. real life. Yep. That then the face you have to put to the world and that this maybe tells those people and not that those haters are going to go to the show, which is the people that probably need to see it best <laughs> most, but that how, the damage that they do do with their hate and you don't see it necessarily on your face every day and you go in the diner, you don't see it, but that maybe the conversations during the show mm-hmm. exposes some of the pain that is caused by the haters of the world. And that's, it's good to be reminded of that because mm-hmm. it's so destructive. It's it so is. destructive. Yeah. And so many. Yeah. I was just going to say it's to add on to that. It's, um, 
I think even though those people would be benefit the most, <laughs> it's also good for even people who maybe sometimes they think that they're, you know, right. accepting and tolerant, but then it kind of makes them stop and pause a little bit when they see people that they know. Mm. And it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe I do need to rethink some things that I say or do because, mm -hmm. you know, I think even with the best of intentions, we can all stand to still continue to grow and learn. So it's maybe just a little bit of a reminder for some people. I too. think that's so spot on. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know that I struggle with that. Right. I, I have a child that's they and just even just saying they mm -hmm. all the time is a struggle. And I and for whatever reason. But and I think uh, the general family, you know, they all love love them. Mm -hmm. But it's it's to be reminded of how important that is to that person. That right. it might, it's just a little mistake, but for that person, every single time you say the wrong pronoun, it's a little dagger. Right. And exactly. Yeah. 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 And is we're on a very heavy subject i feel like right now but also to add a little lightheartedness to this <laughs> yeah. we are doing i'm just like okay it's friday morning and i'm drinking my coffee we need to get a chipper again okay but on, on a side note like all that is so true but we're doing it in a fun comedic way yeah. with musical numbers so right, yes. we forgot to talk about the music so we are doing it to we're lip syncing because we are drag performers we lip sync we don't sing live Although Lexi D has an amazing voice, and if you ever want to hear her sing, she's amazing. Um, but it's all done to music, Christmas jingles, everything. We have Dolly Parton in there. We ha yeah, it's just going to be a really fun show with a lot of deep heartstring moments. Nice, perfect, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. perfect. And that's the way you change minds too. Exactly, is right. doing yep. is adding the comedy with the. Yes. Message underneath. Yep. I yep. love that. Yeah. So we need everybody to put it on their calendars. Christmas at the Rainbow Diner is opening Friday, the 8th of December, Saturday, the 9th of December, 2023. Both shows at 730. It's only one weekend. So there's only those two chances. And you said, yep. Pauline, there's still tickets. Yes, there are. Still yes. tickets for that. Um, doors open at, at 630 if you need tickets. But you probably want to get them ahead of time at, at North, exactly. northfieldartistfield.org. <laughs> yeah. Please do. <laughs> yeah. And um, those ticket prices, $20 for a whole evening of festivities. Um, really exciting. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens in the diner and <laughs> what is coming up. And also remember the show. On Sunday, the 3rd, the um, Count Your Blessings with Patty Peterson and Kara Reverman is opening up for that. I can speak again. I would just go to see um, Kara and pay whatever it is because she's fabulous. Um, <laughs> so uh, it's it's really going to be a great show. And I thank you so much for coming into the yes, Arts Thank Anyways you for having studio, us. Of course. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. Um, folks, and there's more. Uh, we are going to be back in just a minute. We're going to be talking um, with Ethan Fryer, um, who is, uh, as I mentioned, the high school, Northfield Middle School band teacher, but so much more. And in order to open up the show, we're going to go ahead and play a little sample here. This is from the Fryer Department, and you can get all of those um, samples at ethanfryermusic.com. But this one is called Cluster Funk. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs>
That's the fire department, and they are at the Northfield Armory Square this evening, Friday, December 1st. Can you believe it's Friday, December 1st already? And again, as I mentioned, um, they are just a phenomenal, phenomenal band. There's all those samples at Ethan Fryer, which is F-R-E-I-E-R. F-R-E-I-E-R music.com and you can get information and listen to some other tunes that they have put together and uh, again that's at Armory Square right on Division Street 519 Division Street doors open at 6 show starts at 7 and tickets at the door are at $15 there is an advanced ticket sale at Eventbrite Uh, you can see the link on kymnradio.net and if you miss that show there's also another show called uh, with the Tropical Zone Orchestra that Ethan is in. That is a salsa band. And they're playing Saturday the 16th of December at 10 p.m. That's right, 10 p.m. at the Mediterranean Cruise Cafe on Nicollet Avenue in Burnsville. So get ready. Uh, that's That sounds like another fun evening. Ethan Fryer is a composer, arranger, and trombonist in the Twin Cities. He's also, as I mentioned, the Northfield Middle School Band Director. And the Fryer Department, which is made up of three horns, a rhythm section, and tons of fun, is um, out with a new album called Dysfunction with a K in it. And it is just a lot of fun. And Synergy is the band that he played in. And they were here once uh, a long time ago when Red Barn Farm was just opening up and we held a fundraiser out there with them as a band. They were phenomenal. So I can't wait for you to learn a little bit more. Let's listen to a conversation I had earlier uh, with Ethan uh, to share all of his story, his musical journeys on Arts Zany Radio. Welcome to Arts Zany Radio. It's a thrill to have you here today. Thank you for coming on in. I absolutely grew up loving my band teachers they were awesome people and I think that they can be really formative for for students if you have a a good connection with your band teacher what is it that um, you decided to do middle school students and what is it about the um, middle school students that you enjoy most Uh, I would probably say the energy they do have a lot of that they have a lot of energy and they have a lot of you know, the the good musicians have a lot of curiosity, you know, and it's just kind of fun for them to start to experiment with their instruments, and they start, every time we introduce a new note or introduce a new, you know, um, technique on their instrument, you know, they're, they're interested in that, and it, there's so much new stuff to learn all the time. Well, yeah, because that is interesting, because uh, students at that age are, are a lot of times new to the instrument, and they're learning about how it works and what they need to do and what what improvements they can make. And so I find that really interesting that, that you do jazz with some of those students because that is, you know, sometimes you consider that to be a little bit harder than maybe a band or an orchestra. Yeah, well, I, you know, I tend to, um, with the middle school, um, I wait until they're at least in seventh grade before mm. we do jazz band. And, um, and, I, and I prefer for the students to be, you know, fairly well along in their lesson books and stuff because the music that we choose is a little bit harder. It is mm-hmm. more difficult. But it's amazing how quickly um, students can learn how to play swing. And, you know, they can figure it out. I mean, I've done it for a while, so I know how to teach people how to do it and how to think about it. And they, they really enjoy it. They like it. You know, it's funny because there's so little swing music that you ever hear 
on the radio now you have to really look for it or on youtube or anywhere you know and even in big band music modern big band music a lot of times doesn't have swing you know components it's a lot of times it's more um like uh you know it's more like rock feels or like a you know a latin feel or a oh, floating okay. feel or but it doesn't have that driving swing that music of the 20s 30s and 40s had but kids really do enjoy playing it it's interesting it's it's i think some people think it's too passe or too too old school but every time i play you know i teach swing to kids or play a song that has swing music in it they love playing it so yeah i find that interesting cuz well and i think that they have access to more music now than than we might have because a, a oh. lot of us were limited to what record collection our parents had or what was pop music on the radio it was right. hard to to track down some of those things so a lot of the classical music you would play in middle school or high school or um, if you were lucky enough to have a jazz program at your school was um, something that was like you said brand new but I, I've, I would bet that some of the kids come with some knowledge of performers or uh you know sort of have explored that that music a little bit and, and i wonder how um you get a kid excited about jazz um well you know once we play some jazz and they start getting kind of the hang of it and then i play some recordings for them and i start talking about the different people that they can listen to and you know it's not gonna it's not going to light a fire under every student but there's going to be a handful that will go wow this is really interesting this is cool and then you know all you have to do is steer them in the right direction and then there there's no limit to the number of people they can hear you know on youtube or on wherever because mm -hmm. and you know how those search engines work if you listen to one thing and you like it it'll send you to four more things just like it or similar things you know so um yeah it's 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 um it's interesting to watch kids they have such eclectic tastes now mm. you know because like you say i mean when when i was young the only thing i ever listened to was on the radio or something i purchased you know and i grew up in jackson minnesota and there was a drugstore that sold records and that was the only place yeah. and i'd buy these records and bring them home and put them on the turntable and uh you know but now kids you know one time uh some years back now i asked the eighth grade band you know what if if I was going to write an arrangement of a pop tune that you like right now, what should I write? And so I, I asked for their input, and 40 people submitted a song. Out of those 40 people, only two of them chose the same song. Ooh, that's there were unusual. 38 different. Oh, uh, you can't believe how eclectic these kids are. They some of them listed country songs, fine. Some of them listed Broadway tunes. Some of them listed anime music. Some of them listed you know, uh, video game background music. Oh. Some of them listed classical music. Some of them, I mean, you just can't imagine the range. And so then I thought, I'm not going to bother trying to figure out what everybody likes. I'm just going to try to pick a variety of things and hopefully everything, everybody will like at least one of the songs that we're doing, you know. That's fascinating because that wouldn't have been the case for us growing up no. because it was like there were 10 songs that were played all the time and yeah. everybody knew them. And exactly. Everybody knew the same bands. Everybody, now it, you don't even see that, you know. It's funny how many kids, though, I do see wearing these T-shirts of bands that were popular when I was in high school. You know, Def Leppard T-shirts and Van Halen T-shirts and 
Iron Maiden t-shirts and all these metal bands and stuff. And I, I just look at them. And go, do you? I, I said, well, so do you like that band or do you like the shirt? And once in a while, it's just, oh, I like the shirt. I know my <laughs> daughter just bought, I'll, I'll have to say it, she'll probably be upset, but I, she bought a Purple Rain uh, t-shirt, which I was like, when we moved, I threw away like a, a bunch of them because I thought, well, who's going to want to have a Purple Rain t-shirt from 1980, whatever it was, right. 1990, um, and now it's back. And, and so I, I like that about music, that there's, you know, it doesn't really ever go away. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, in pop music, and in jazz music, you know, sometimes we feel like we need to have new things. But then you think about the repertoire that the Minnesota Orchestra plays, you know, and they're doing a lot of things that are two and three hundred years old. And those are the popular things with their audience. And, and those know. were popular in their time 200 years ago. Right, exactly. So, I mean, to think that just because some music like some jazz is almost, you know, 90, 80, 90, 100 years old. That's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> compared to <laughs> compared to the classical music world. You know. Right. And I was thinking about how there's like this this similarity that I came up with between teenagers and jazz because I was thinking, well, they're, you know, teenagers are working on their fundamentals, which is really important if you're trying to learn jazz, you got to learn the rules, right? And then you can mm -hmm. start to maybe break them a little bit. Um, they're certainly a little funky. They, there's a lot of improv happening. There's certainly, it's about discovery. There's all this idea, you know, learning about how to resolve chords and kind of how things move through a song is, is kind of how they're figuring out life. Of course, there's some playfulness. And there's also this, this dynamic of trying to work on your own individual things, but also learning to, you know, play as a group, which is es essential if you're talking about jazz. Yeah, that's interesting. Have yeah. you thought about those things? About because I, maybe that's why that's a good fit, right? You can be with kids who are doing all those kinds of things. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd never thought about it that way. Um, you know, for 15 years I taught the high school jazz ensembles here too, in middle in Northfield, and uh, and that was fun to work with those kids because I would have them from sixth grade through, you know, through their senior year, mm -hmm. you know, and. Um, that was really fun working with the older kids. And sure, because a lot happens in those. Uh, oh my gosh! Six years. The difference between, but but the difference between a sixth grader and a seventh grader is huge. Seventh grade, eighth grade is huge. Eighth, ninth is huge. I mean, it really continues on. Mm -hmm. And when you end up with a band with a lot of juniors and seniors in it, it's a totally different group than has a, than the band that has a lot of ninth and tenth graders. You know, so and I like to my you know young students will say, well. Is there another book after we're done with this one? And they're talking about the first book. I said, "Yep, there's a long there's way. A, there's a there's a there are at least six books, and then <laughs> after that, we'd see if there's even more, you know. And sometimes their eyes get really big, and and I I don't want to intimidate them, but they just don't know, you know. Mm. They're just scratching the surface. They're just barely figuring out what's happening, and there's mm -hmm. this whole world in front of them i mean i have friends who are in their 80s that still practice every day and they're still getting better you know that's the that's crazy cool. thing about the arts it's like you i mean and the really good musicians are almost never really happy with what they're doing they're always trying to figure out how they can do it better right? or take on a new challenge or learn yeah. something about uh, another song or an artist or you know a way yeah. to to perform or uh, that's really exciting yeah there's just no limit to what you can learn and so tell me about your uh, getting into the trombone, and how was that part of, of your story? 
Um, well, when I was in fifth grade, I, you like know, a lot of us, like, then, yeah, like everybody else, and um, it, I don't know, I just liked it. I my first choice was actually French horn, and my older brother and my older sister were both good musicians, and the band director kind of thought, oh, I don't know if I want you on French horn, <laughs> so he talked me into playing trombone, and went, and I was happy he did. It was fine. It was a good fit, but my dad played trombone, and so did my brother. Oh, so you grew up with the sound of brass in your yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. We used to play trios together, my brother and my dad and I, and it was fun. My dad played in an army band when he was, you know, in the army in the 1950s. And I actually have his his trombone. He gave it to me from 1953. Oh, fun. Yeah. It's a nice horn. It's a con KDH. Anyway, um, so yeah, my mom was a organist at our church, and she taught piano lessons in her house every day, and, and so I had quite a bit of music around me when I was growing up. So, But you stuck with it. So what is it that got you to, to keep going, even after it wasn't a part of your, you know, either high school or college? Um, well, what do you mean? I uh, mean? To keep playing the instrument. A lot of people, you know, play for a while, and they play in high school, and, and uh, they might go uh, continue yeah. in college, but then after that it's hard to you keep know, up with I that. I got enough encouragement, I suppose, along the way. I mean, I was in Allstate Band when I was in uh, in high school, and I got to play a lot of solos with the jazz band in my high school. And then when I went to college, I started playing gigs all the time, and, and uh, I went to UW-Eau Claire, which is a great school for music. Mm. And I there was a R&B band that I played in once a week called JD and the Back Alley Madmen. So I got to learn all these great uh, R and rhythm and blues tunes and stuff, and I played in the Water Street Big Band, which was a big band that played professionally every night. And I was also doing lots of gigs with different people, and um, so I was very busy through college. And then when I went to graduate school, I I kept on playing a lot. And you know, at a certain point, you just realize, well, this is something I really enjoy doing, and something I'm good at, and you know. I'm going to keep doing it. It yeah. adds to life, right? And you oh, can, yeah. And, and like you said, it's a lifelong thing that you can take yeah. on. Yeah. Now, tell us about the development of the um, uh, Friar uh, Department. So, I've, for many years, 30-some um, years now, I've played with a band called Synergy, it's, which is a cover band up in the Twin Cities that has played countless weddings and corporate yeah, events and Yeah, I think whatnot. you guys came down to Northfield. Um, oh, oh, I, this was a long time ago. And I'm sure. Yeah, I, th I think I saw you. <laughs> played everywhere, and, and I was the arranger for that band, so I wrote all the horn arrangements and all the rhythm arrangements for, I don't know, four or 500 songs. And so I got so used to writing horn arrangements, but I had to stick to what the recordings were and I wanted an opportunity to just write what I wanted to write, ah. just have my own band, and I get to pick what we're going to play, and I get to pick, and, and I can arrange it however I want, and if I pick the right people, I can I can tailor my arrangements around their skills. And so that's what I did. And so it was a really great release, because I've written a lot of music for salsa bands and for rock bands and for um, uh, young jazz ensembles. I've written a lot of things for that are published for young jazz bands. But that's so limiting because you have the ranges of young players and you have the, the rhythmic ability mm -hmm. that they have. But so now I could finally just 
take all the the straps off and just write whatever I wanted to write and let and it loose, let right? Let it loose and do whatever <laughs> I wanted to, and and that so it's been really fun. And what what is the instrumentation that makes up uh, the the fire department? Fire department is a trumpet, tenor sax, and trombone. And okay. Guitar, bass, um, piano, and drums. And the piano player usually does uh, plays organ on quite a few things, and sometimes clavinova or sometimes synthesizer you know, some different things. So, yeah. What a great group. And they're coming to Northfield. That's on Friday, December 1st at 7 p.m. That's at Armory Square. You can get tickets now, although this will be airing when the show is happening. So you're going to want to show up at the Armory Square. The doors open at 6 for that 7 p.m. show. Tickets are $15 at the door. If you do uh, grab them in advance, they'd be $10. And uh, it's going to be, what can people expect for the evening? Well, we're gonna. We made an album called uh, Dysfunction, but and we have to know with a K. Yes, that's right. It's Dysfunction. Uh, <laughs> it's a perfect name. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I wrote all the music for that album during uh, during COVID, and so there is. I have to admit, there's kind of an introspective, somewhat somber feel to some of the music in there because of the times we were going through. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, so. We are also, however, I'm adding a vocalist for this show, and I've written arrangements of um, some other things. So we're going to be doing uh, some Stevie Wonder and some Wilson Pickett and some uh, uh, Delbert McClinton and different things like that, in addition to my original um, pieces. And then we're also going to do some jazz. We're going to do some uh, Roy Hargrove, and we're going to do some... Um, some traditional jazz, which uh, people used to call Dixieland jazz, but I wrote a wrote a piece that um, features the band that's in that style in the early 20th century style of jazz, and so there's and there's a couple salsa things in there too because I play in salsa bands a lot and I love that music and and uh, so yeah so it'll be a big variety. What a great night! That sounds like a whole lot of fun just to be able to be in that space and hear that music and just enjoy kick back and kind of you know yeah. let let things fall over you I, I love that about music it kind of helps take you to a new place and gets you you know I, I don't know it does something really great for you well and I you know I have to point out too that the my band these are all you know some of the best players and in the Twin Cities and they they can play every style and they all can you know read whatever I've written for them and so and I was, uh, luckily, everybody that um, I've been working with was able to do this gig, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's what a treat really for us in Northfield. Well, I hope so. And also, if people miss that, I saw that the Tropical Zone Orchestra, you're playing with them um, in Burnsville on Saturday, the 16th of December. At That's at 10 p.m. That's a late night show for... <laughs> yeah, that's... That that's when those salsa dances always start is 10 o'clock oh, and that's yeah. at the uh, i should tell Mediter- mediterranean cruise cafe yeah every saturday night they have salsa bands in there and they have for like 15 years oh what a fun little find yeah so the bands usually start at 10 30 we play till 1 or 1 30 sometimes wow and the fun. place i uh, just played there last saturday and uh, the place was packed i mean it's 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 fun and if you like to salsa dance Burnsville's not too far away. No. Have a little nap, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. Make a night of it. (laughs) Exactly. 
Well, it's so much fun. I think that I, I can't wait to go hear this and to see everybody who's there, listen to the music and uh, enjoy the evening. I really appreciate you coming in to Artsany Radio. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's fun. It should be. Well, hopefully we can get you back again when the next time you come around. For sure. Sounds great. Thank you. Folks, I want to thank Ethan Fryer for being a part of Art Zany Radio and uh, for joining me for that conversation. It's going to be great tonight, so I hope you'll be able to hear his music sometime over these holidays. And uh, maybe you're you know, able to create your own synergy by connecting with other folks and doing some new things. So I hope that you always remember to add some Art Zany to your life. And of course, in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. In tonight's Raider matchup, we have our Northfield Raider girls basketball team taking on the Winona Windhawks. Free games should start at 7 and tip-off is scheduled for right at 7.30 p.m. The game will be video streamed on NorfieldLive.com and broadcasted on KYMN Radio 95.1 FM, AM 1080, and audio streamed on KYMNRadio.net. For a full schedule of KYMN and Norfield Live streams, go to NorfieldLive.com and click on our streaming schedule.